0: Welcome to Help Stop the Genocide in American Ghettos podcast. I'm your host, Emmanuel Barbie. I would like to encourage everyone on my Facebook friends list, everyone in my social groups, and all of my listeners worldwide, please do me a favor. Hit that like button and share this video podcast with your friends, ladies and gentlemen. Make sure that you are subscribed to my YouTube page. It's free. Help make this video podcast go viral by posting this link on your Facebook page, your Instagram page, your, your uh, X page, formerly known as Twitter, your TikTok page, and any other social site that you may be on. This video podcast is available in three forms audio, video, and as a written text, in order for us to reach our audience. We have upgraded our platform by moving from an audio podcast to a video podcast using StreamYard technology. We want to interact with our audience in real time through the chat room, during our live podcast. I want to know if there's anyone on my friends list or anyone in my social groups live in America that knows how to do a professional fundraising. If so, please send me a message to my Facebook inbox. stop after genocide in American ghettos podcast is our interactive black grassroots media component. We discuss controversial topics that you won't hear about from the mainstream media. We're committed to reporting truthful and accurate news. We believe that now is the time for a comprehensive new strategy and a new movement for Black people and African people. I use this platform to interact with everyone on my friends list and everyone in my social groups by giving Black business owners free airtime to promote their products and services. I give give people in the faith community an opportunity to share the gospel of Jesus Christ. I give Black authors and citizens an opportunity to share their special talents to my listeners from the global community. After the show, I offer my guest speakers an incentive by teaching them how to create their own podcast and YouTube channel to help them earn extra revenue. I also assist people on my friends list with creating basic websites, finding college scholarships, grants, housing and legal services all for free. We set up our Paypal Giving Fund and our GoFundMe page as an indicator of our progress towards getting this film project fully funded and made. Our Paypal Giving Fund only allow us to raise up to $10,000. Our short-term goal is to raise $125,000 so that the Black world would take our cause seriously. I have invested 32 years of my life trying to connect with other like-minded black people and African people I refuse to be ignored my film project is my last attempt to try to do something positive for my racial group in America before I cut and run to Africa my assignment is to generate enough capital from my revised book my virtual store in in hopes of raising enough uh, capital to get our story on the big screen. We will offer something that no black politician has in America and that is a solution to solve all of our social problems in America if given a chance. I'm talking about the Grassroots Community Activist Institute of Chicago. We will offer a 21st century solution within the United States of America before we expand to Africa. Since I have little to no support from my cause, all I can do at this time is news and social commentary. Without financial support from the Black grassroots and the global African family, then I am unable to do my job. This is why I'm reaching out to African immigrants within the United States of America from the following African nations. South Africa, Kenya, Ethiopia, Tanzania, Uganda, Angolia, Liberia, Ivory Coast, Ghana, and Nigeria. Stand up and work with me. The sooner we get this film project fully funded and made, the sooner we can expand Gorkaio Chicago to Africa. Once the proceeds from the docudrama starts pouring in, then I will be in a better position financially to purchase property in Chicago, Buy office equipment and hire qualified black middle class professionals and African immigrants within the United States of America. The Grassroots Community Activist Institute of Chicago's mission is to help eradicate urban violence in Chicago through art, culture, commerce, spiritual development, and hosting African tours in 10 African nations. We're going to meet people from my African group, Krakai of Africa. We will bring the best of the diaspora to each African nation so that we can set up local chapters and do international trade among our brothers and sisters on the continent. We will reconnect black entrepreneurs with African entrepreneurs, black artists with African artists. In this Christian business our objective is to heal from enslavement and colonization. The title of this presentation the Republicans are starting to pander to black voters using stereotypes, and how socioeconomics is weaponized against Black Americans. Our first topic: The Republicans are starting to pander to black voters using stereotypes. The bidding war for black voters has begun. This is a this is a good position for Black Americans, so that we can receive our tangibles which are our reparations. The Republican Party is trying to pander to black men. It's good to have the Democrats and the Republicans trying to compete for our vote. The Democrats had a monopoly on the black vote for the past 60 years because they helped pass the civil rights bill. And since then they have always had 90% of the black vote. They assumed that they didn't have to do anything else for black americans the democrat shields tried to sh- shame us for demanding tangibles for our vote by saying things like our ancestors fought and died for us no they fought and died for us to be free republicans you need to listen don't make the same mistakes that the democrats have made the pandering stereotypes about black people instead of offering us policies just for our group some republican pandering i didn't like at all if you really want to compete for the black vote stop pandering i saw a video clip on fox news about donald trump limited uh, edition sneakers at a sneaker convention i'm not gonna play that you know But I do have that on my Medium page if you want to watch it. Um, To watch the actual video, just go to my Medium page and select the exact title of this presentation, then click on it and scroll down to show and prove. When you say Trump is connecting because of sneakers, that's stereotyping. Not all black people are into buying sneakers. Prove to black Americans that you are a better candidate than the Democrats and point out to black Americans what the Democrats have have not done for us. Then tell us what you are going to do for black Americans economically and policy-wise. A lot of black Americans told me that Life was better under the Trump administration due to those stimulus checks. You can't connect with us with Snickers, sports, or music that doesn't connect you with us. If you're serious about connecting with black people, then offer us policies that will benefit black America as a a whole. Treat us no different than you treat other groups and make arrangements with me to come on this podcast and let's talk about the issues that are important to our community. Trump spoke at a black conservative event even though the majority of the crowd was not black but let's hear what Trump had to say about Fair Use ABC News. President Trump has been courting black voters
1: some of whom have started to reconsider their support for President Biden trump's comments on friday at the black conservative federation gala in south carolina is leading to
2: controversy with some calling your remarks racist Take a listen. and a lot of people said that that's why the black people like because they had been hurt so badly and discriminated against and they actually viewed me as i'm being discriminated against it's it's been pretty amazing but it possibly i don't know maybe there's something there
1: That was said in front of hundreds of black conservatives. What was their reaction? We're joined now by four black Republicans who are all in the room. Abdul Ali, Operations Director at Frederick Douglass Foundation of North Carolina. Tia Best, National Director of Engagement for Moms for Liberty. Kevin McGarry, co-founder of Every Black Life Matters. And Sharice Lane, a student at Florida A&M University. Thank you all so much for joining us. Uh, The Federation just responded Uh, saying, in part, black Americans are waking up to the reality that the Democratic Party has taken advantage of them and the media and the party are terrified. Our community supports the policies of President Donald J. Trump and knows full well that life was better four years ago under his administration. No amounts of media deception or liberal race-baiting will sway the minds of black voters who will cast their ballots this November for safer streets, a better financial well-being, a secure border, and a complete rejection of Joe Biden's disastrous tenure. So you all were all there. Uh, A quick show of hands, do you believe his comments were in any way racist? Nobody, okay. Abdul, what were your thoughts that night when you heard these comments during the event?
3: It's about time that somebody started telling the truth. I mean, he's only speaking to what some black folks have experienced for a very long time, which is, a disastrous justice systems in many cases, and ultimately, we can all see this plan out right in front of our very eyes. I didn't, I wasn't offended or didn't feel like anything he said was racist in any way.
1: Uh, former President Trump also made a statement about his mugshot taken in his part of his Georgia case. Let's take a listen to that.
2: And you know who embraced it more than anybody else? The black population. It's incredible. You see black people walking around with my mugshot, get on the do shirts, and they sell them for. 19
1: a piece kevin T, I want to bring you in here do you feel that that comment was in any way off color not at all i mean you know the reality is is that uh you know we see a president that has been prosecuted and persecuted and a lot of people in the community especially in the black community who have felt that there's multi-tiers of justice are seeing that played out in front of their very eyes.
3: And they're saying, yeah, I can relate to this guy. This guy is going through some things that either myself or my family have gone through. And this is a very relatable moment for a lot of people. So seeing this mud shot as a, you know, as a, you know, being, you know, to the to the media and to the uh, political pundits uh, is, it's a big deal. And it, it really does resonate within uh, within the community.
1: Tia, I want to
4: get your your comments there. Well, no, no, I agree, especially coming from an education perspective. You know, he didn't say, if you're not black, you're not black if you don't vote for me. You know, he was just stating the truth, and that's what sometimes we need to hear. For too long in politics, we've been lied to, but we need to hear the truth and have someone that we can relate to. Me, personally, I don't think that's necessarily um, relating to blackness, but I do think that a lot of black people have going through um, the criminal justice system, and it has been unfair to them, and I think that's what he's been saying. Uh, Adul, you said that,
1: that you focus more on Trump's policies than what he actually says, but as uh, we saw when he was president, his words do have tremendous power, even fluctuate in the stock market just minutes after he'd speak. Do you think that his words shouldn't matter?
3: His words absolutely do matter, and I'm less concerned with something said in jest, but I'm more concerned with the fact that we had a president who actually took on criminal justice reform with the First Step Act. And unlike the Biden administration and the Democrats, he set forth the platinum plan for black economic empowerment, something we've seen nothing of the sort from the Democrats.
1: Kevin, your thoughts as far as do you feel that there have been some policies in the past, well, while he was president for four years, uh, that black people benefited from?
3: Absolutely. And uh, it's the number one policy in the that- the one policy i wish the mainstream media would cover because it would give you a lot more credibility amongst your average folks would be the policy that uh joe biden it was 1994 Crime bill uh when he says look we're, we're going to get rid of these racial jungles we're going to you know basically target black and brown communities for a little five five dollar piece of crap, going to send them to to prison for 15 to, to to life and this has been going on trump, president trump came in and saw the injustice that was perpetrated on the black community, especially it was targeted. And he said, no, we're gonna
1: dismantle this. According to exit polling, former President Trump saw a 5% increase in the black vote from 2016 to 2020. Tia, I wanna bring you back in here. What do you think is is driving this increase? What specific Trump policies do you feel have helped
4: black Americans? Well, I mean, you know, I'll start with myself. Um, You know, I was a, a Democrat for all my life, my entire family. You know but it was around COVID time when i started paying attention to policies being made like i started paying attention to you know when trump and other politicians were listening to the parents the people who really had voices that matter because if you look at the media now no one's paying attention to the parents and what we need and just because i'm a black parent doesn't mean that i care less about my child doesn't mean that my opinion should not be heard so there have been a lot of policies that you know um, Trump has been supporting within the parental rights system. And anyone can answer if you're kind of a jump ball. Final question,
1: uh, what do you think about the, the media response, the noise, and, and some of the comments made as a result of the, the controversial remarks, if you will, um, that, that Donald Trump said over the weekend? And, and I'm also curious, is there anything that Donald Trump could say that would stop you all from voting for him?
4: Um, for me, I would say that it's more so about policy and action instead of just talking, you know, someone can talk a big game all day. They can appeal to black voters who they want to, but it's all about policy and what you're doing um, that really stands out to me. Like, for instance, there are two policies, two big policies that I agree with that he has passed, such as things on school choice, I'm from school choice, and I'm also on um, anti immigration. I think that it does disproportionately affect black Americans and I think that a lot of my counterparts would agree with when I say that because those people are being sent to black communities, they're being sent to um, our hoods,
3: our neighborhoods. Anyone else? Well if Trump came (laughs) out tomorrow and said I want an unlimited open border, if he came out tomorrow and said he was in favor of late stage abortion if he came out tomorrow and said he doesn't think black people have the capacity to succeed in this country, then I wouldn't vote for him. But chances are he won't be saying those things, and chances are I'll be supporting Sharice, Tia, Abdul,
1: Kevin, we thank you so much for this lively and spirited conversation. Appreciate
2: it. Thank you. Fair News, Fox News to the black community of this election will be a very simple one. If you want strong borders, safe neighborhoods, rising wages, good jobs, great education, and the return of the American dream, then congratulations, you are a Republican. (laughs) Joe Biden and the radical left have abandoned everything black Americans care about. They've, They've really let you down. Look, we all understand it. They've thrown Black Americans overboard, and it's been uh, not a pretty thing to watch. You take a look at some of these inner cities, but I and the Republican Party will fight for the black community like you have never had anybody fight for you before. And with me, you will never be taken for granted. You will never be taken for granted. They've taken you for granted. You ever notice they always come around about two months before an election, then they get your votes, and then they go on, and you know, four years later they come and say hello, or two years, depending on what. Office we're talking about, but
0: they come back and they uh, do nothing. They do absolutely nothing until it's election time. Then they come and they they uh, seek your vote. The future we want is one nation oh. indivisible with liberty and justice for all, and that's what we. Truth be told, Donald Trump is not really connecting with black people. The only way you can connect with black America is simply tell them about your track record from your last administration. Black people I talked to from behind the scenes who have been hardcore Democrats admit that they were doing fine under the Trump administration than they are doing now under the Biden administration. But they are afraid to say that in public because of the fear of retribution in the African American community. If Trump really wants to hit the Democrats where it counts then he should come to my city Chicago and New York to talk with black people like me and others from the black grassroots about the migrant crisis. The Republicans don't need to pander about gym shoes or talk about indictments. Just focus on the issues, the migrant crisis in Chicago. New York, Denver, and Boston. As well as talk about the economy. Start going to these cities where the migrant crisis is a big issue. That would be Trump's strong point about immigration. That's how Trump is going to connect with black voters through the migrant crisis. Talk about economic empowerment that will bring black voters To support you, just focus on the migrant crisis in these cities and focus on economic empowerment for Black Americans. Those things will get you back in office. If you really want to crush the Democrats, then talk about giving reparations to the descendants of American slaves. That would be a game changer. It would end the Democrat Party, and the Republicans would have every black American vote for the next 100 years. Right now the Democrats have a majority of the black vote because of the civil rights bills. We need policies that going to help black America and we need economic empowerment along with an anti-black hate crime bill. Donald Trump called out Democrats for abandoning, abandoning black Americans. Trump stated Democrats only come around us for votes and then disappear. Trump claims the Republican Party will fight for black Americans. Now you have both the Democrats and the Republicans trying to win the black vote, which is good thing because it puts us in a good position. Now we can demand tangibles in the forms of reparations. We're going, to home in on the speech that Donald Trump made at the Black Conservative Federation. And again, um, it said, unquote, and this election will be a very simple one. If you want strong borders, safer neighborhoods, raising wages, good jobs, great education, and the return of the American dream then con- congratulations you are a Republican Joe Biden and the radical left have abandoned everything black America- Americans care about they really let you down look we all understand it they've thrown black Americans overboard and it's been not a pretty thing to watch look at some of the inner cities but I and the Republican Party will fight for the black community like you have never had anybody fight for you. Um, And with me, you will never be taken for granted. Notice they always come around about two months before the election then they get your votes and then they go on and you know four years later they come they come back around. They do nothing, they do absolutely nothing until it's election time. Then they come and seek your vote. The future we want is one nation in indivisible, in with liberty and justice for all, unquote. That's Donald Trump's appeal to Black America. Let's break some of that down. He mentioned strong borders. Is Joe Biden promising strong borders? black Americans. President Biden has opened up the floodgates and let everybody in that want to come in from all over the world like a free for all and now they are in your cities taking resources from your schools, your parks, shelters. They are prioritizing foreigners over American citizens. I don't know about you but I prefer strong borders. We have enough we need to help and feed American citizens first before we can help others look at the inflation under the Biden administration it's out of control a lot of you are renters you rent your rent keeps going up under the Biden administration and they are not saying anything about it and yet they are supposed to be the party of regulations notice they're not doing anything about all these rents going up. You have to work two and three jobs when prior to Biden getting it, getting into office. You didn't have to do all that. The Biden administration is spending billions of dollars on Ukraine and when they should be spending that money on American citizens. They are spending millions of dollars on migrants in Chicago and in new york i bet you the republicans won't allow that under the trump administration i agree with them on dealing with unchecked immigration i'm not with them on racism that's for sure and that's what keeps a lot of black people away from the that party in order for that party to survive it's gonna have to overhaul itself and get rid of the people in in there who are hardcore racists, but as I said many times before as long as we live in America, we will have to deal with racist people every day. We got a racist supervisors, we got racist co workers, etc. I don't want to hear about racism from the Democrats anymore because they don't do anything about it. Racism is very important to me as a black man. Sure. But Democrats don't do anything about racism when they are in office. They're using racism to get votes, and I don't like that. They're playing on my people's pain. Trump speech touched everybody's talking about talking about it for sure. How the Democrat Party just threw black Americans under the bus after a major majority of black Americans voted for them. In office during the 2020 election. Don't re- re- reward the Democrat Party with your vote because we're going to get more migrants to deal with and many city budgets will be cut as a result. Black America, this is your last chance to get it right. These off-code Negroes, it, who is making it hard for us to live here in America because they keep voting against our interests and participating in our own oppression because of this Willie Lynch mentality. The Democrat shields are paid to misinform black people and keep you as a permanent underclass in America. That's why I created this platform to help expose those people, people like Roland Martin. And I want to mobilize like-minded Black Americans and like-minded African immigrants in America to work with me so that we can build the Grassroots Community Activist Institute of Chicago together. I wrote my revised book to help get CAM members on code throughout the United States and around the globe. Please leave a public comment on my YouTube page about the topic. Most of all, share this video podcast with your friends. This will help get the ball rolling. Our second topic, how socioeconomic is weaponized against black Americans. The white supremacist financial elites are cultural, are culture vultures. They are determined to colonize our arts and culture in order to pass it down to their children. For example, I found a video clip entitled, uh, Dr. Umar Johnson on China. Controlling Jamaica and Jamaican politicians selling out the country, unquote. To watch the actual video, just go to my Medium page and look for the exact title of this presentation, then click click on it and scroll down to show and prove. I will play the audio version. Free use I never knew TV how China has strategically
5: taken over control of numerous African countries and Jamaica without the use of military force? What will their domination mean long term? Great question. I'll pause because it bothers me when I look at Africa and the Caribbean islands, and I just came back from Aruba, and I'll be going later on this year to Martinique, Newt, Carousel, and back to uh, Suriname in South America. But it bothers me when I look at the history of how we fought for liberation, followed by independence in the Caribbean, only to hand that independence back over to another race of people. So we fought for freedom from the white man and that we're handing over that freedom to the yellow man. When I was in Jamaica, 2015, I keynoted National Heroes uh, Week. Irie FM and Ocho Rios and Marcus Garvey's back, back, uh, yeah. Me and Muta Baruka actually. And while I was in Jamaica, I heard all these rumblings about the Chinese. And I've been to Jamaica before, and I've seen the Chinese, but in. Studying what they have done since my last visit, I was astounded and appalled to find out that they had made so much inroads into controlling and influencing the infrastructure of the Jamaican people. The Chinese built a road from Kingston, one side of the island, to the other side of the island. And in exchange for the roads that they built, the Jamaican government, unless this has changed since then, gave the Chinese total control over the toll money that would be made by people using the Northwest or East West Highway. Why would you give a foreign power complete monetary control of the tolls on this road that you know half of Jamaica is going to be using? you're talking millions of dollars of revenue you're giving to the yellow man just because he built the road. In addition to that, the Chinese are building, a. it's probably done by now, they were building at that time two schools and they were bringing Chinese educators over to help the Jamaican people educate black children. They built the children's hospital which is supposed to be largely staffed with Chinese. They also gave the Chinese Total control of uh, all tourism on both sides of that highway that goes from one side of the island to the other. I was also told that they gave the Chinese the right to drill in natural rainforests in the Jamaican uh, in, uh, on the Jamaican territory for Chinese exploitation. They've given them tax abatements, and they also purchased, if I'm not mistaken, the port, the main port of Jamaica. They own the- is owned by the Chinese, exactly. If another race owns your port, that means they control what's coming in. They control what's going out. What about the drugs? What about the gun? What about the COVID? We don't know what the people bringing in. And you mean to tell me that the Chinese care so much about the people that they're not gonna educate our kids and take care of their health? Chinese don't care about black folks, go to China. Go to China and see how they treat black people in China. So to me, what I think this is, is the government of Jamaica, like so many African governments, so many other Caribbean governments have done. They've it in bed financially with the Chinese. The Chinese have studied the way the white man has practiced neocolonialism throughout Africa. And the Chinese has learned that these black leaders don't really care about their people. They're all about their pocket. So I'm going to do what the white man did, but I'm going to do it one time better. I'm going to offer them double the money. You let me take over this land right here. I'll get the white men offering you a million. I'm offering you greener. And I'm going to build your retirement home. And I'm going to pay for all your kids to go to college in China. You follow what I'm saying? And I'm going to give you a private military. So the Chinese have basically become neocolonialist 2.0. They're outdoing the Europeans. You follow me? And they're giving Caribbean and African leaders offers that they can't refuse. And guess what? When you advocate on that loan that they get, because all this is loans, these are not handouts. It's all loans. When you advocate on the loan in that contract, you have to give them large concessions of land and large concessions of your economy. There's an African country right now. Is it Uganda? There is an African country who defaulted on their loan to the Chinese, and they now own their national airport. I forget which, but they own the airport now because they couldn't pay back the loan. The Chinese know what they're doing. The problem we have as African people is we tend to think anybody who's not white is a friend of ours. Nobody is our friend, not the Arab, not the Chinese, not the Latino, not the except the African Latinos who identify with us. Not the East Indians, not the Native Americans. We don't have friends. But black people have been seduced into this multiculturalism which says the brown man is your friend, the yellow man is your friend, the red man is your friend. No, they're not. Black people don't have no friends. And my greatest fear about Chinese neo-colonialism 2.0, my greatest fear about Chinese neo-colonialism 2.0 is when the time for revolution comes, because there will be a second revolution because you gotta get rid of the Chinese. You're gonna have to fight 10 times harder. When you fought to get the white man out in the 60s, in the 40s, in the 50s it was a little easier because he don't have the, the miracle strength the white man had to use other black people in his armies to fight blacks because they're only 10% of the world they don't have enough China is the most populous country on the planet earth they have a billion people not to mention their reserves around the planet okay don't get me wrong African people we're two of them we're the biggest the problem is most of us identify something other than black which reduces our numbers I'm not African I'm multiracial, I'm not African, I'm Latino, I'm not African, I'm Samoan. you follow? So we are disintegrated based on these these names. Here's the point that I'm making. Because the Chinese have the technology, because the Chinese have the manpower, the war, the second war for African independence, the second revolution for African independence against Chinese neocolonialism 2.0 is going to be ten times as bloody, ten times as long, and it's going to require the sacrifice of 10 times as many people. We will not be able to throw them out of Africa and throw them out of the Caribbean as easily as we did the whites. And the whites wasn't even. That was a hell of a war. So just multiply that by 100. And that's what we will have to deal with, with the Chinese. The worst thing we're doing is giving them all this, and it's being done through the politicians. The politicians are doing it. But here's three things that keeps Africa enslaved to the Chinese and the white men by virtue of their politicians. Number one, we have been distracted in America, the Caribbean, Africa, all over the world. It's a pan-African problem. We have been distracted from development with democracy. Everybody's focusing on who to vote for. You're not looking at the conditions. What's going to change whether he wins or he wins? Because guess who's financing both of them? The same people stealing your oil. Who's financing both of them? The same people stealing your gold. Who's fighting to vote for them? The same people stealing your cocaine. You follow me? So, democracy is a joke they play on black people to make you think you can have radical transformation without revolution. The reason the white man pushes democracy globally so hard is that if there's ever a breakdown in the black man's confidence in democracy, the only alternative is revolution. So, that's number one. Democracy is a distraction from development. Number two, when I travel, Especially Africa, but it's true in the Caribbean also black people are more concerned With their tribe being in control Than they are with liberation from foreign control. Are you following me? I have seen it so when the elections is coming up It's not about freeing up From white supremacy or Chinese imperialism. It's about Are my people going to be the president? somebody from my tribe going to be the prime minister and because they're more concerned about tribal imperialism than African independence this democratic scheme that they run on black people continues because we're so petty and so small in our thinking I just want to make sure his people don't get the presidency I'm not even looking at the bigger picture the white man knows this the Chinese know this so they come in exploit finance both sides so no matter who wins They get all the resources. And then the third issue, the third issue, is most African leaders and Caribbean are foreign educated. They go to Britain for their education. They go to France for their education. They go to Belgium. They come to America for their education. And what did Dr. Carter G. Woodson say in this education of the Negro? The college educated Negro is seldom of any use to his race. Because the education he gets is an education that takes him away from identification with his people so most of our african and caribbean and american leaders are negro king. they have an african body they have a european mind so the white man and the yellow man are controlling the black man through remote control by virtue of conscious control of the way that he thinks the entire thought process of the african leader there's a few exceptions but for most of them and the caribbean
0: the entire thought process is that of a white man. How can we get free? The white supremacist financial elites stole rock and roll from Chuck Berry and gave credit to Elvis Presley and named him King of Rock and Roll because the white supremacist financial elites wanted monetary control of our music. When Michael Jackson came on the scene, he helped open the doors for black artists to get their music played on MTV. The rapper, Nelly, sold his catalog for around $50 million. The question is, what will be left for, for the children? It's not just about the money. It's also about leaving your cultural legacy. If your catalog and your publishing belongs to other people, then your music legacy also belongs to them. It's not just limited to music. For example, Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. family members decided to sell all of his famous speeches. So now, whenever someone makes a film about Dr. Martin Luther King Jr., they will need permission to use his speeches in their film. Otherwise, they could face a potential lawsuit. I created this platform as a virtual space where or a safe space where like-minded black people and like-minded African people could gather and discuss social issues that are important to us. I have 1,927 people on my Facebook friends list. It's my hope to encourage everyone on my friends list to join GRCAM and for everyone to help get my revised book on that bestsellers list and for them to read my story for themselves those that agreed to make arrangements to come on this podcast so we can talk about it and encourage other people to get involved so that way the black world would take us serious. also hope and pray that through this platform we will get our film project fully funded and made so that we can do all the things that I have been talking about for the past 32 years i am not getting pushback from white america i'm getting pushback from black america but at least i am documenting what i'm trying to do if it was up to me everyone would be on board to support what i'm trying to do for our black youth and for the african-american community but god give us free will the sooner we get this film project fully funded and made like I say the sooner we can expand it to the African continent. Um if only we would practice group economics then we could turn around our inner cities in America within two years. Everyone talks about how money in the African American community that doesn't stay in the community no longer than a day but in the white community, money remains for about two to three weeks before it leaves. I'm trying to create our own system through the Kai of Chicago that will benefit our group. That That's why I need Black thinkers and African thinkers on my team so that we can turn my vision and plan into a reality. We have to start valuing our creation. All of these other groups already have a 100 year plan in place, but Black America only have a plan for the weekend. In Gracayo Chicago, we would teach our members and students not to get caught up in ego starvation, meaning if I can't be the limelight, then forget the community or I got mine, you get yours type of attitude. If our Black celebrities won't promote our issues, then we as members of GRCAM, must do it by making black empowerment films. That's what I'm trying to do, y'all. A majority of black Americans aren't, are not interested in creating generational wealth, but the white supremacist financial least they are, and they are determined to take ours. if you continue to allow them. Please leave a public comment on my YouTube page about the topic. Most of all, share this video podcast with your friends. This will help get the ball rolling. Please join Gurkham by joining either my Christian groups, of the World Inspirational Group, or Christian Spoken Word Network, or join my secular groups, Gurkhaia of Africa, Gurkai of Chicago, or New Black Voices of Media, etc. Also exchange emails with me so that way we can stay connected because this is my third Facebook page. Hackers are forever bugging and I never know when they're going to uh, shut me down again. In closing, I want to thank everyone who has or will contribute to our film project by donating to our revised GoFundMe page. If you are a U.S. citizen then you can donate through our PayPal Given Fund page and use it as a tax write-off because this is a legitimate 501c3 not-for-profit faith-based community advocacy organization I would like I would also like to thank everyone who has or will purchase items from our virtual store or purchase my revised book either the ebook for $9.99 or the paperback for $15 plus shipping and handling we appreciate your support you will find all of the links below this video podcast in the comment section if you're Listening to this audio podcast on Spotify, just click on the YouTube icon and look to the far right next to my photo and it will say more links. Click on it and you will see the About section, then scroll down to the links. Thank you all for watching, subscribing, and sharing. That will conclude our show for today. Until next time, peace and blessings.